Can I get a hot take for a KCOU bumper? KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. This is Start Your Sunday. I'm Jonathan Litskin in studio as always. No Harrison Vapnik today, but I am joined by a special guest who I invited on, Adam Rosen, here to talk some college football week four, preview the NFL week three. Exciting as always. Adam, how are you doing today? I haven't heard this song in so long, so I'm just dancing. I really bit. like using it as the intro. Harrison does it all the time. It so. works perfectly. I mean, yeah. What's better? It's a great song. So, shout out Harrison. Did a great job on the call with Jake Circus yesterday. So, yep. But I yeah, li- I'm excited to be here. I listened the whole time. I hope you guys did too. They were both absolutely fantastic. Um, especially the second half, honestly. I loved, loved the way they did the second yeah. half. It was just... I wish I listened to more of it. I had work, unfortunately. But I did. Li- I listened to as much as I could. I listened to most, almost all... I listened to the whole entire first half while I was in line at Star... While I was a little, a little late for work because I was in a line at Starbucks. Then the drive-thru was literally 30 minutes. It was a nightmare. But I, list- I got to listen to the game during that point, which was nice. But they- you guys did a great job, if you're listening. Harrison, you better be listening to your show, so... He is. He told me he was. Good good man. Um, and for some reason, I have a mallet that I accidentally put in my backpack. I don't even remember when I did that. I was probably really tired. Mm-hmm. So I, I tweeted out earlier this week that some weeks in college football, you have really good slates, just absolutely loaded. There's constant games going on that everyone needs to watch. And then some weeks, you have your week slates where not a lot of ranked games, not a lot of featured games that impact the whole playoff race, but they're seems when you have those weeks to be some chaos and yes that is what we got yesterday at 230 i have i have a theory adam hmm. and you're gonna kind of tone me down on this because that's what i need at this point Dabo sweeney has had a guy who should have won the heisman was a top 12 pick in deshaun watson he uh, he won him a national championship he had the best quarterback prospect in andrew luck since trevor in trevor lawrence he won him a national championship and almost won him multiple. Outside of those two, he's had Kelly Bryant, Taj Boyd, now DJ. Am I crazy to say that Clemson's run was because of those two quarterbacks and it could be coming to an end? I think you it's okay to say that. I think you I do think there's a little bit of craziness involved with people. There are people who think Dabble Sweeney should be gone, which is ridiculous to me. I don't care. I mean, he recruited those guys there. And, I mean, DJ Uyunglele has not been great, really, this mm-hmm. year. But I don't know. I really can't tell you what the product of that is. I mean, the offensive line hasn't looked great. Their team hasn't looked great. I mean, they lost their running back. ETN has, is gone. I can't even tell you the running back's name. Straight up can't. Yeah, well, they're using a freshman, Will Shipley, Lynn J. Dixon, Thank who you. I thought would be the starter transferred. Poor, I hope he's okay. I do believe he had, uh, that knee injury he yeah. suffered yesterday did mm-hmm. not look pretty. Yeah, Clemson did struggle with injuries. The storyline, obviously, is NC State 
Clemson comes down to Raleigh. NC State beats him. Clemson goes to 2-2. Two and two. This will be the first year since 2015 where we don't have Clemson in the playoff. And unless Wake Forest, Boston College, some sort, run the table, it, it seems like ACC has been eliminated altogether. Oh, yeah. Um, and Clemson did struggle with injuries. They lost Will Shipley late. They lost Brian Breezy, who was the number one recruit in 2020 class uh, in that game. He had had what appeared was a knee leg injury. And then James Skalski also was seen, seen on the side sideline. Yeah. He's their leader, best defensive player, probably. No. Mm-hmm. And, but Clemson d- couldn't overcome those injuries. DJ th- threw what I thought was a good ball in the second overtime, but I just Justin Ross couldn't haul it in. I don't understand going for those deep passes three times in a row mm-hmm. in when you just need five yards. That made that was a terrible idea, play calling right mm-hmm. there to me. Um, I mean, they almost worked, but also there were some people you could argue pass interference on the last one, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit, but I don't know. No, NC, I don't think they were going to call it. NT State is a team that I I knew was good at home. I picked them to beat Clemson this week in my upset pick of the week. We'll get to that Big later, brain. but. But no, Clemson's bad. Yeah, this this Clemson team's not good. They're they're going to be ranked this week, I think, but they shouldn't be. No, they shouldn't um, be. This is a team that cannot score, and it, it showed yesterday. They couldn't move the ball up and down the field, and NC State, even with with all the missed field goals, they had chances to win it, and they blew those chances and still won anyway. Yeah, and if you know me, if you've ever listened to any of my shows before, you'll know all I do is bring up Chicago. So this team feels like like those last week year's Bears, but in, obviously in college. Like the defense had to carry them for the first five to six weeks, and the defense held strong for a little while. But then once they inevitably broke because they couldn't, they weren't going to be able to carry, mm-hmm. everything went everything went downhill. Just everything went to went. Went to the bad spots. It went went bad. Harrison, well, pro- Harrison proposed this question to me yesterday, and let's finish with this for this game. If you have to bet on a team to win the ACC Atlantic right now, would you bet? Would you bet on Clemson? No, I don't think I would either. Like between Boston College, Wake Forest, and Louisville, it feels like this team's probably going to lose again, and they play Pitt too at Pitt. So they're on upset. Well, I don't even know if you could say it's an upset watch for Clemson next week at against Boston College. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not sure you can. Boston College. This is a team, a Boston College team that beat Mizzou yesterday in a, in overtime in a game that we'll touch on a little later. But Louisville has looked impressive. Their only loss is to Ole Miss, who we figured who we figured out is good. And NC State has looked looked good. I mean, and, and like. Heck, Wake Forest is is four zero and has looked unreal. So, th- this Clemson team is now in a position that we're very unfamiliar with. Yeah, They're, especially recently, they don't even con- they don't control their destiny destiny in their own division. No, they which do is not. Something that we haven't been able to talk about since twenty fourteen when Florida State was still good. Oh my, that feels like forever. That feels like a lifetime ago, hmm. honestly. Now, but now, like we said, Mizzou lost to Boston College, which really. Boy, that was ugly. Uh, I mean, the often okay. If you're, I just want to say this: if you're blaming Connor Bazelak for that loss, you're no, no. Change, change your narrative. Yeah, the interception was ugly, but did I don't think Connor Bazelak gave up 274 rushing yards for more than 250 rushing yards for the third time in a row. <laughs> um, you know, Missouri. Missouri I, we might have talked about this earlier, but can you tell me how many rushing yards Missouri has given up this year? I think it's like 1,085 or something it's, like yeah, that. Yeah, 1,083. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
If you want to tell me that that uh, the Connor Bazelak is at fault right now, no, stop it. I mean, c- there's no excuse for giving up a thousand rushing yards. Like, they're on pace to give up what? Um, is it over 200? over over three thousand yards this year. I mean, oh my gosh, that's horrible. That's and like, they haven't even gotten to really SEC play yet. They're, they're still going to have to – this team is still going to play a Texas A&M team that runs the ball very well and a Georgia team that runs the ball very I mean, well. Even if you don't run the ball very well, you're going to against this defense. It's and not good. Arkansas is going to as well. Like, you, you cannot sit down and tell me that A&M and Georgia will combine for less than 500 yards against this team on the ground right now. They might get 600. Isaiah Spiller and Devin Akane are going to do whatever they want against this No, they're going to have their way. With this uh, right. rushing defense, unless they somehow, I cannot see them getting any better. Yeah, no. So we touch on Mizzou, Boston College. Let's go to SEC on CBS yesterday. A game that I thought was going to be good, and it was Arkansas and Texas A&M. Two teams that feel good. Texas A&M's kind of having a Clemson problem with scoring right now, but Arkansas is going to be in the top ten this week, and they absolutely deserve to be going into that game with Georgia. They go up 17-0. They kind of falter because K.J. Jefferson gets hurt, but they hold on for a 20-10 to win. Adam, you like you like the Razor, Razorbacks? You a big fan of them now this year? I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't? Why? What's there not to like? I mean, they're 4-0. They're 16th right now in the eight people. They're going to jump up. They're going to skyrocket. They're mm-hmm. going to go. They're going to skyrocket. Yeah. And eight people doesn't really matter to me that much because – Sometimes I don't. I don't think the best teams are always ranked or where they should be. Um, Notre Dame, Notre Dame slander coming soon. By the way, just so you guys know, mm-hmm. that's uh, coming up. Um, I mean, what? What? Like, this is an Arkansas team crazy. that when Sam Pittman got hired, it was a fair criticism of the hiring. They had just fired Chad Morris, who was absolutely atrocious and needed to be get, to go, but. The Harrod coach, who's never been a head coach, he was an offensive line coach at Georgia. He, Arkansas was like his dream job, and they, they hire him. You don't know really what to expect, but he's winning now without really his players. He still aren't the guys his, he recruited in year two. Traylon Burks, I think, is going to be a first-round receiver. He was, looks awesome. He was phenomenal yesterday. The, the deep ball from K.J. Jefferson to him really broke open the game. This Arkansas team, they're going through a – they're in the midst of a gauntlet. They beat A&M yesterday. They play in Athens next week. Then they follow that up with a game that going to Ole Miss, and then they finish that four-game stretch at home against Auburn. Yeah. So this is a team that is still probably going to lose three games, maybe two in the, in the regular season, but – don't take how they play over the next couple weeks, at least the results of their game, to, to heart. Because this, yeah. is, this is still a very good football team, despite how they may look against Georgia, despite how they may look against Ole Miss. They could beat Georgia next week. In fact, I'm that, not, would, I'm that not, would be... I'm not ruling it oh, out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm I mean, not ruling it out. And, I mean, they're 4-0. They, they, almost, they, get, they had 443 rush, uh, total yards, two, gave up only 272. Um, that Barry Odom defense looked pretty solid. Yeah, I was about to mention Barry I, I, Odom. All but, you Mizzou fans out out there probably pain, hurting. Pain. Because pain. Barry Odom is coaching a heck of a defense right now. They held, tax, they held Texas to, I think, under like almost under 200 yards total, total offense. And they did the same to Texas A&M yesterday. 
This is a Georgia team that they have next week that struggled to score a little against Clemson. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. So if Arkansas can hang around, who knows? Absolutely. This is this is, is going to be the game to watch at 11 a.m. next week. I hate. I can't stand when they put games like good games should not be at 11. Yeah, no, this game it should just, be at night. This or game should like at least at like three, that'd be fine too. Or the 2:30, whatever. But please. Mm-hmm. For, Stop putting good games at 11. Notre Dame, Wisconsin. A Notre Dame team that you're not a fan of, you never have been a fan never of. Never will be. Can't stand them. Tell, tell me which, which part of this statement is true. Notre Dame is a really good football team, or Wisconsin is having a really down year? I think Notre Dame is a good football team, and I think Wisconsin's having a really bad year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call Notre Dame really good until they do anything, until they actually prove they did belong in the playoffs one day. And they can make the playoffs all they want. How about you don't get blown out every time you're in the playoffs? Or really any time you get to a New Year's Six game. Like, you even think back to, like, 2015 when they lost the Fiesta Bowl to Ohio State. Uh-huh. They got absolutely manhandled in that game. But, no, I think the criticism of Notre Dame is fair. It's to an extent, I want to say. Because they don't play in a conference which means they don't get a conference championship game. They don't have that 13th data point. Their schedule is up and down depending on which teams are up, which the past couple years, USC hasn't been as good. Stanford hasn't been as good. They barely beat Toledo. They barely beat Toledo. They almost lost to at Florida State, who was 0-3, mm-hmm. and they probably should have. But we can't punish them, punish them for the games they do win. Yes, but, absolutely. I agree. So... They beat Wisconsin yesterday. The score is a little inflated because Wisconsin threw two pick six late that really didn't matter. I mean, honestly, it's like, uh, but, yeah. But 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 Notre Dame was the better team. Yes, that's one hundred percent. And Jack Cohn got hurt. Wisconsin's gonna go get Michigan at home yesterday. I think, or sorry, not yesterday. Next week, I think Michigan wins that game, but that's a different story. Um, but let's let's talk about this Notre Dame team. They have Cincinnati next week. Cincinnati's off a bye. The games at Notre Dame. I think we see a little bit of a hangover game from Notre Dame here. I think Cincinnati is a real team. I picked them to get to the playoff at the beginning of the year. I love it. Um, I think Cincinnati probably wins wins that game. I hope so, and I agree. Um, if let's 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 say it for what it is. If Notre, Notre Dame has to go undefeated to make the playoff because they don't have that 13th data point because they don't have that 13th uh, that conference championship game. But I was talking with a buddy of mine yesterday. If they were to join a conference, you. It would be the ACC. They're in it for other sports, for specifically for basketball, as most people would know. Would it really matter if they beat Virginia in the conference championship game and they got that 13th game? No. That, that's my argument against the conference championship game. Because they go out and win 12 games. Every, Clemson wins 12 games every year, every year, except for this year. Nobody thinks twice about it. But, like, the fact that they don't have to beat a 7-5 and five Virginia team in conference championship week, I don't think means that much. We've seen what we to see, see from them. What people's criticism of Notre Dame should be: their schedule's not very good. Yeah, they, which at they, times it's not. And they again, they barely beat Toledo. Like they're just weird. I just, you know, what's funny, but they they played a game at Soldier Field yesterday, and then it looked like the Bears' offense out there. I'm gonna continue to laugh at the Bears. I'm sorry, guys, but um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said. Notre Dame, is, I, I agree. Notre Dame is a good team. They're not a great team. And Wisconsin's having an awful season. So, 
I want to go back to 2018 re- real quick because just to go over Notre Dame's schedule real quick. Opening week, they beat Michigan, who ended up being a 10-2 team, very good football team. The rest of the way, they beat Stanford, who didn't end up being that good. They beat... They won at Virginia Tech, who didn't end up being that good. They beat Syracuse late in the year, who was a solid football team, but not nearly at the level of Notre Dame. And then they survived USC late in the year, who wasn't that good either and didn't get to a bowl game in 2018. So that year, you have USC under schedule, you have Florida State, you have Virginia Tech, you have Stanford. All teams that you typically think of as good football teams all had down years, not to mention they won at Northwestern, who won the Big Ten that year, but... Their record wasn't all that good. They'd lost every single non-conference game. Um, so I think Notre Dame takes a lot of heat, and at times it's at times there's some truth to it, but you can't punish them when their schedule isn't the way they think it's out to be. That's fair. So like like I said, you, they didn't expect that your Florida State to be awful. That was the year I think DeAndre Francois got hurt. And if not, no, that was the first year of Willie Taggart. I'm wrong, but Florida State wasn't good. Um, yeah. The Virginia Tech, these, like, these, these teams that Notre Dame schedule, a lot of the time, the years they make the playoff, at least, they expect those teams to be good, and they're not. And obviously last year they beat Clemson. Like, they deserve to be peeing last year. But 2018 was where that re- really started. And yeah. You're, you're right, Adam. They, they do need to win a big game for Brian Kelly to get the respect he yeah, deserves because he, he's a very good coach. He got blown out in uh, the that playoff game. That 2018 team you're talking about, they got just destroyed in the playoff mm-hmm. when yeah, it matters. 30-3 to against Clemson. The game was close for a while. Julian Love went down. Clemson caught a touchdown late in the half. Notre Dame just really couldn't do anything off- offensively. That Clemson defensive line from 2018 was so good exactly um let's talk about a team that you hate a little bit i wouldn't say hate but you're down on them and i honestly i could see why oklahoma last night in the nightcap on abc beats west virginia 16 to 13 when you have a guy who's a favorite for a heisman and your fans are literally cheering we want caleb for their backup caleb williams Mm -hmm. that's a really bad look spencer rattler you know what i'm gonna say he's bad he's bad he's not a good quarterback I'm just going to straight up say it. I still believe in him, and I think He's got I, I can understand why people are down on him at this point. He hasn't played good. They barely survived Tulane. Then they barely survived, survived Nebraska. Then they barely survived West Virginia. But I want to make I want to make a point that Harrison Vatmick texted me this morning. In a year full of upsets, where through week four, Clemson's already lost twice. There's been some crazy upsets this year. Oklahoma may, continues to sneak out wins. Could this be a team like the first one that comes to mind is 2017 Miami, 2013 Auburn, teams that played to the level, Notre Dame, for example, always does this. They played to to the level of their opponent, but at the end of the day, we realize late in the season when they play good teams, they actually get Texas in two weeks, so it doesn't even have to be late in the season, but we realize in a couple weeks that this team is good, they just play to the level of their opponent. Yeah, that's fair. I just when you're Heisman favorite and you're when your fan base is literally chanting, "We want Kate, your backup, to come in." That that's just no, no, that's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, no, no, not a good look at all. Um, I will say, I you have to 
reward and punish teams for how they play, which is why I hate preseason polls. So Oklahoma, I had at six. I did move them down again this week. Um, I don't think West Virginia is a bad football team. They were actually my upset pick against West, uh, Virginia Tech in week three. But I don't necessarily think that Oklahoma is a bad team yet. They're still very much in the playoff race. I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think Spencer Rattler's that good. Which is, it's it's fair at this point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fair. He has not played up to his expectation. He's played himself pretty much out of the favorite to win the Heisman. I'm not saying it still can't be won, but... Through four weeks, he is nowhere near what people thought he was going to be. The thing about Oklahoma, I picked them to win the national championship at the start of the year. They're with as good as their defense is playing, and I expected their defense to play well because their defensive line's unreal and they have the best pass rush grade on PFF through four weeks. Yeah. With as good as their defense has been, it only takes one week for their offense to get it right, and all of a sudden they look like they can win the national championship again. Because Listen, Nick Benito might be one of the best. Outside of Kayvon Thibodeau, he might be the best ad- rusher in college football. He's certainly the best one in Big 12. Their secondary looks so much better than that it has been in past years. I've always said that Alex Grinch is a good defensive coordinator. He's finally figured it out with this defense, I think. So I'm just waiting for one of these weeks to get them to not sleepwalk, to get their offense, offense right, we know Lincoln Riley's a good offensive play caller. Absolutely. So I, one of these weeks, I still think they're going to get it right, and I still think as long as they continue to survive while they go through these growing pains, they're going to they're going to be good. Still, I still think I still believe in Oklahoma. I still think they're going to going to be fine. But right now, like you can't reward the way they're playing. No, you really can't. Let's go to some other scores around the country. We got about 12, 10 minutes till break. So, uh, let's talk first. Baylor beat to Iowa State yesterday. Iowa State, another team that falls to 2-2. Two and two. They allow losses at home against Iowa and at Baylor. I tweeted this yesterday. We're at the point in the season where we're figuring out which 4-0 Big 12 teams are legit. In and which is not. In 2019, it was easy for me because I was very high on Baylor to start the year, and I predicted them to win 11 games, and they did. But Baylor plays Oklahoma State next week. Both of them are 4-0. Do you buy any of these any of these Big Twelve teams that are off to hot starts? I I have a hard time saying anything. I I guess I kind of buy Oklahoma a little bit. I mean, that's really it. It's really just Oklahoma because <laughs> you know they've been good lately. Good, great. I mean, good is an understatement. They've been phenomenal in the last few years. But until Spencer, that's the only team I really can't believe in because, you know, the the Big 12 has never really, I mean, it's really just been Oklahoma the last four years. Yeah, no, I still think, I, I said this after they lost to Arkansas week two, I still think Texas is the second best team in that conference, especially after the way they played yesterday. They hung 70 points on Texas Tech. Their offensive line played great. Bijan Robinson might be the best overall player in the conference. So... Watch out for te- for Texas. They they could beat Oklahoma in two weeks. I would not be I would not be shocked. Uh, Michigan struggles with Rutgers yesterday. Rutgers is a program on the up with Greg Schiano. Michigan, you kind of felt it was a sleepwalk game before going to Madison next week. Uh, it was a, a big spread for me. It didn't bet, bet Rutgers or anything like that, but I did think that Rutgers would keep it somewhat close. Michigan, the second half looked terrible offensively. Yeah. Um, is this a Michigan team that you like? There have been some up and down Michigan teams in the hard. I, I, I have, I'm okay. I'm oh, not. I'm not high on them, but I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're actually pretty good, much better than they have been in recent years. Not that they haven't been good in recent years, but they obviously have had 
They've literally never beaten Ohio State, it feels like, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that that's really it. I can't even give it. I know they don't play them until November 27th. Um, that'll be a fun birthday game to watch on my birthday. Um, but I'm sorry. I, I can't buy them until they beat Ohio I can't buy on them at all until they beat Ohio State. I don't think their problem is beating Ohio State. I think it's that they don't continuously beat Michigan State. That's true. Oh, listen, my. Ohio State's in the best run in their program history. They've never been this good. They won the national championship in 2014. Their rec- recruiting is pretty much top three every single year. Ryan Day has really elevated their offense, it feels like. They need to get – Ohio State needs to get their defense figured out. We know that. But I think – I was high on this Michigan team entering the year. That's I right. thought they were underrated. Um, I, re- I don't think I ranked them to start the year, but I thought they would be an 8-9 win team. Um, I thought last last year was an anomaly uh, because of COVID. Michigan had the strictest COVID protocols in the country last year. Yeah, that's pretty much known at this point. I think they go to Ma- Madison and win next weekend. I think so too. So I don't buy this Wisconsin team at all. I don't uh, either. I don't didn't then, really at the start of the year. Graham Mertz can't throw a football, and yeah, I think Mich- if Michigan run, runs the ball well, then I, they, they should they should handle them. They'll beat Nebraska. They'll. Probably beat. They're gonna beat Northwestern. Sadness. They'll beat. They'll. I don't know about Michigan State. They'll probably lose to Penn State. There's a legitimate chance that Michigan and Michigan State are both undefeated entering that that yeah. game. I think it's Week Nine. Uh, yeah, October. Th- it's the day. Be- it's October thirtieth. Mm-hmm. F- spooky yeah. day. Spooky. That's, that's October. Oh, week Nine is a crazy week. Now, in the we big ha- time. I have to take those other three wins with a grain of salt, especially Western Michigan and. Northern Illinois. Those yeah, are ones you take a grain of salt. Listen, Michigan's going to run the ball. We know that. That's what they do. They've played teams that are easy to run, to run the ball against. I think next week is a really true test of how good Michigan can be this year. Because the Big Ten East is not easy. Not one bit. Uh, we kind of touched on Missouri-Boston College. So we got a little time before the break. Let's do our upset specials. Um, Harrison texted me his. It's a, a team we just talked about. Harrison has Wisconsin beating Michigan. Oh. Um, I can't oh. get, give you a really analysis for why he thinks that, but that's what he texted me. He's uh, crazy. Just a reminder, we are now 7-1 and one total on the year. Harrison last week had Baylor over Iowa State. I had NC State over Clemson, both won. Our only loss this year is Harrison picking Colorado to beat Texas A&M as a 17-point dog, and Colorado was up 7-3 to three with a minute to go. So that's our only, only loss on the year. Other than that, I will go. I will go next. Actually, let, let's have you. Let's have you My go next time? as our guest. I will let right. our guest go. I'm first. I'm only picking one, right? Yep. Okay, one. One. I'm un- struggling with two. Just a reminder: the the upset special is you pick an unranked team to beat a ranked team. I, I already told you this, but you know, and I know you loved it. Mm-hmm. Rutgers is beating oh, the. Oh, I'm going to say the Ohio State University is going to lose to Rutgers. That's it. That's going to happen. It'll be a huge spread. Speaking I like the, into existence. I like the way Rutgers played yesterday. They're gritty on the defensive line and offensive line. Not sure how well they'll be able to move the ball against Ohio State, despite Ohio State's defensive struggles. But I think they will be able to get stops, and I think the game will be closer than people think. And they're at home. Um, it's at Rutgers. Yes, it is at Rutgers. And Ohio State is just a mess right now. Yeah. They had a player quit during the second quarter yesterday. Yeah, it was, and it he was, tweeted something where he can't say on air, and then he said good luck to his teammates. Yep, it was just not they're, idea. they're a mess. I've never seen Ohio State like this in my lifetime, I don't think, at least since I've started watching college football. My upset pick, trying to keep the undefeated streak alive. I've picked in four straight weeks, I've picked an unranked team to beat a ranked team. 
I week one I picked. Who did I pick week one? I, I'm blanking on it, but I picked. Oh, week one I picked UCLA to beat LSU. Week two I picked BYU to beat Utah. Week three I picked Virginia Tech to beat West Virginia, and then NT State to beat Clemson last week. My pick this week: Florida goes to the swamp, or not to the swamp. Florida goes to Lexington next week to play Kentucky. It's a loaded week in the SEC. We have Bama, Ole Miss. We have Georgia, Arkansas. That game's kind of being looked over. Um, I think Kentucky's a good football team. I think they're going to run the ball well against against Florida with Chris Rodriguez and Will Levis, their quarterback. I think their defense is being underrated at this point. They played well enough against Missouri, and they played well this week against South Carolina. I think Kentucky beats them ne- next week. Mm-hmm. In, in an upset, and Kentucky will be ranked after that game. I have them ranked currently. Not sure if they will be ranked this week, but w- watch out. Kentucky over Florida. Real quick before we go to break, Harrison did put his out on Twitter, but I didn't text me to put it up, so I'm not going to read it off on air. Um, but let's go over our top seven, really. Our, our, cur- okay. our current teams in our playoff and in the hunt. All right. I got my top seven, Bama, number one, duh. Georgia, two, duh. Oregon, three, half, duh. Iowa, four. Penn State, five. Cincy, six. Choklahoma, yeah, I said it, uh, seven. I think we have almost the same top seven, which isn't a surprise at this point, but Alabama, one. Duh. Georgia, two. Duh. I think those two are honestly interchangeable that's, that's, right now. That's like a duh. I know, I know Georgia played Vandy yesterday, but they almost scored more points than Vandy had total yards of offense. They were tied for yards and to points at one point. Yeah, it was it was close. Brett, Brett McMurphy on Twitter was ke- keeping track of that, and it was awfully close. Um, Then number th- at three, I have Iowa. They struggled yesterday against Colorado State, but I still believe in them. A lot of teams are struggling you have to take their full body of work. I wouldn't read into it that much. Oregon 4, Penn State 5. Penn State's very close to Oregon right now in my eyes. Cincinnati 6, I moved them up a spot. I told you guys I moved Oklahoma down. I did to 7. I still like them, but they're not playing like like a top 4 team. They're not playing like a team that's playing better than Cincinnati. So you have to reward and punish how teams play on the field. That's pretty much it for our college football ball segment uh nfl up next when we we're gonna go to break right now you're listening to start your sunday on kcu 88.1 fm phil and we play in someone still loves you boris yelton and you're listening to kcou columbia 88.1 tune into high and tight with me and my co-host logan perone as we catch you up on the latest signings trades news scores and highlights from around america's pastime Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man. All across the nation, 
We are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals. Delivering food, supplies, and medicine. Keeping communities safe. Making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready. Always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Good morning and good evening and thanks for listening to KCOU Columbia. I'm Barack Obama and I approve this message. Every time I'm on air. Little tribute to Michigan there. They play Starter Sunday at every single game. It won't next weekend because they're at Wisconsin. But let's move into the NFL. Week three. I, th- I say week three, week four of the NFL is really where you find out what teams exactly. that are off to hop st- hot starts are contenders or pretenders. We got five games really to go over, and then we're going to pick a winner from every game. Breakout players, four downs to close. All right, let's get started. First one. Bucks in LA this week, 325 kickoff against the Rams. Tom Brady, forget never won in LA. He's never played a game in LA. Yeah, this is actually the first time he's played in LA. It's actually weird. When you think about it, I mean, people are going to be like, wait, what? But realize he's been here a long time. But when the, he was, when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, I mean, obviously he didn't play them in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, uh, in LA at least, um, they were in St. Louis. And then they moved. Yep. Sorry to remind you about that, uh, St. Louis guys. Bucks did play the Rams last week on Monday, or not last week, last year on Monday Night Football. Rams won 27-24. Adam, do we see much of the same this time around? I really don't know. It's such a difficult pick because this is the best game of the week by far. Or maybe not even by far. This is my NFC Championship. This is legitimately my NFC Championship. The Rams are stacked. Aaron Donald, to me, again, I've said it so long. He's my MVP because I'm crazy and I don't like going with the crowd. Aaron Donald's the best player in football. Like, he is the best player in football. Like the gap between him and the next best defensive player is much farther than the gap between Mahomes and the second best quarterback, whoever you want to say it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a mountain. Like Aaron Donald is maybe Aaron Donald might be the best defensive player of all time, and Lawrence Taylor exists. Like Aaron Donald's that good. Could be. And the, but it's also Tom Brady, and you can't count out Tom freaking Brady. I think the Rams' defense is really good. Key key for them is going to be. 
not turning the ball over, not not taking penalties. That's what they did last time against the Bucks to beat them. This time they have a better quarterback in Matthew Stafford and Ender at home. I think the Bucks win a close and fairly low scoring game in a, in a way. Yeah. I'll go Rams. Tw- did I say Bucks win? I meant the Rams. If I said that, um, but I'll go Rams twenty three twenty. I'm gonna go Rams. Oh, what do I want? Twenty four like twenty one honestly, or. Actually, 27-24. But, again... Same score as, as last year. This could legitimately go either way, and I totally... I'm not even going to say the Bucks are going to lose because I can't pick between the two. They could both win. Either one could win. A game we'll find out a lot about Justin Herbert and a lot about the Chargers as a whole. Chargers go to Kansas City this week. Both teams 1-1. One one. The Chargers coming off a tough loss at home to Dallas. Chiefs obviously losing that Sunday night game to the Ravens in a game they probably should have won. Uh, costly penalties co- were, were the reason for the Chargers losing last week. How does LA win this game, if at all? Well, they have to not get take hurt. Okay, I don't like blaming refs, but they have to be able to not get hurt by the refs. That we can all deny. We can't deny the fact that the refs were not helping them. That was not a sack. Taunting is a stupid penalty, and I mean, come on. The refs are again. Again, I don't like blaming refs, but ref ball exists, and we all know that. The refs were not all over the league; they were bad. But I really like the Chargers. I've also always been a huge Justin Herbert guy. I even said it last year. I tweeted last year um, that I believe Justin Herbert's going to have the best NFL career out of all the guys drafted in 2020, quarterback wise. And I got a lot of heat for that, and I don't care. Yep, he's Deal off. With it. He's off to a fantastic start this Just year. Stud. Uh, Fun fact about the Chiefs that I learned earlier this week via Jake Circus, I think. The Chiefs, their last 12 games are 2-10 and 10 against the spread and 10-2 and two, two straight up. That's insane. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think this game's probably closer than a lot of the public thinks. I don't think people realize how close the Chiefs have been playing teams and how down to their opponents they play. I'll go Chiefs 31 27 in, in this one over the Chargers at home. You know what? I was going, I had the Chiefs. You know what? I'm going to be fun. I'm going to have the Chargers in that exact same score. Interesting. Actually, no. 31 24. 31 24. Chargers by a touchdown? Hey, heck yeah. The Chargers always play the Chiefs pretty well. Yeah, they do. They beat them. And I think the Chargers are a really good team this year. They beat them in 2018, I think it was, when uh, on Thursday Night Football. Uh, like walk off two point conversion, pretty pretty much. Division games are always interesting. Always could go either way. This would be a good one. All right, let's move to Sunday night football. We got the NFC Championship rematch from two years ago. 49ers had their number this year. Do the 49ers have the Packers number again tonight? Yes. I mean, Mina Kimes tweeted this out a video of her talking about why Trey Lance should actually get a lot of action if not start the day. Because the Packers give out 9.2 yards per carry on runs outside the tackles. That's like Mizzou level bad. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. If the if the Niners don't have at least 200 rushing yards today, I would be I would I would not be happy with Kyle Shanahan. Listen, like I, in know, all I know we're both Bears fans, but the Packers have made a lot of poor decisions over the last couple of years. Whether that be drafting players or how they handled the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, I think maybe the worst worst decision they made as a team was hiring the defensive coordinator that would was the D.C. for the 0-16 Detroit Lions. Which is super funny. It's <clears throat> hilarious. And I think the 49ers, 
another team that's kind of played to the level of their opponents this year. Close wins over Detroit mm. and the Eagles, but I think they win this one. And the Detroit one shouldn't have been close. No, they were up a lot. They just kind of took their foot off the gas, and Detroit had a chance late. But they didn't let their kneecaps get bit off. That is true. <clears throat> Dan they, Campbell, what a guy. They did not get their let their kneecaps get bit off. Uh, I think the 49ers rush, run wild tonight with um, not Raheem Mostert. Uh, Trey Sermon Trey and whoever Sherman. else plays for them because Kyle Shanahan seems to use a different guy in that backfield every, every single week. I'll go 49ers 24, Packers 20. I'm going to go 49ers 35, Packers 21. Wow. Blowout fast. The Packers defense is not good. No, it's not. And I think the 49ers could run all over them. Jimmy G hasn't looked that good so far. And again, I'm biased. So. <laughs> but, and, their, and their decisions to be using Brandon Ayuk are questionable at best but we'll see i think the 49ers win this one you're in agreement with me packers fall to one and two good afc south matchup between the Colts, oh and two colts and the one and one titans gotcha. the titans really should have lost last week but they got to come back win in seattle to go to one and one after getting embarrassed by arizona i don't know if they should have lost though the colts i think are still a good football team they had a tough schedule to start the year they get seattle yeah. early and then the rams both at home now they'll go on the road for the first time this year Carson Wentz has ankles injuries. How do you sprain two ankles? Both your ankles. Like it but, actually makes no. But he confusing. will. But I think he will play today. Do you still believe in Indy, or is this Tennessee's division to run away with? I think so. Literally run away with two because they have Derrick Henry, who mm-hmm. has five 200 rushing yard games in his career, which is set. Which if he has another one, he'd be tied for the most ever. I also didn't realize he's also going to be 28 in January, which is really weird to think about because he was drafted in 2015 or yeah. 16, actually. So it's just weird to think he's already been in the league. This is like his fifth or sixth season. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I mean, this should be Tennessee's division. I, I mean, again, I also thought they – I do think they should have won last week. I don't know how they did, They overturned Julio t- Jones' touchdown. That was 100% a touchdown. They also got a little screwed over by the refs. Because that was definitely a safety in the end zone. Yeah, but it but, didn't I mean, matter. Ball don't lie. So, <laughs> yeah, I think this game is more important than people realize. The Colts schedule is hard early, but going down two games in the division this early in the season, not ideal. So I think the AFC South could be a mess if the Colts win today. I think the, the Colts schedule they'll win a lot of games in the middle and in the back end of their season, but. I think this one is important for them. Um, I actually was I was going to pick the Titans to win, win this one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse that. I'm gonna go Colts Ooh. 28, Titans 27. I'm gonna go Colts. I'm gonna go. No, sorry, Titans 20. Mm, I'm gonna go Colt Titans uh, 27 and Colts 17. I think regardless of the outcome, who wins this game, Tennessee minus five is way too, way too many points. This, this is going to be a close game, one of the better games of the week. Let's move into Seattle and Minnesota. Minnesota is a team I had pegged as a playoff team to start the year. Seattle I had missing, but close. I think Seattle's kind of proved that they're still a good football team despite their awful roster and suspect coaching the last couple years. Russell Wilson carrying this team once again. This feels like a do-or-die game for Minnesota. Is Seattle a legit contender? Do you have them winning today? Yes. I don't think the Vikings are good. 
Kirk Cousins is not that good of a quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Don't let David Campbell hear that. I want David Campbell to hear that. You hear that, David? David, quarterback David is, is playing, not good. David is playing flag football right now. You know what? I don't care. David, I hope even if you're not listening, your quarterback isn't that good. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Decent. Good. Not great. I He's not going to win your Super Bowl. Cousins is like the 13th or 14th, maybe 12th which best is quarterback like average. in the league. Which is He's better than average. He's a good quarterback. He's not winning you a title. I think people have the narrative that he's not really good in prime time, and that's one of the reasons people hate him. But overall, I think the Vikings offense is really good. Um, I actually, I was going to pick the Vikings to win. I'm going to flip this one again. I was going to pick the Vikings to to win this one today, but Dalvin Cook not playing changes everything. Is he officially out? I I believe so. Adam Schefter announced him, I think, out this morning. Um... But, no, I think the Vikings' offense changes completely with, without Dalvin Cook. I think he's the second-best pure runner, maybe second, maybe third-best pure runner in the league behind Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, not in order, obviously. Uh, I'll take Seattle to win this one in Minnesota. I'll go 27-23. I feel like I'm predicting a lot of games in the 20s. Honestly, yeah, because you can never because it's not college and teams don't score a ton. Well, teams aren't scoring a ton this year in college football, but I always – I always have weird scores for college. I almost got the NC State Clemson score exactly right yesterday. Not only did I correctly pick NC State to win, I forgot to mention this, but not only did I correctly pick NC State to win, but I have the final had the final score 17-14, and if they hit that field goal to win the game in regulation, I would have got it exactly right, which I'm really disappointed about. But anyway, you're picking Seattle to win. I'm picking Seattle Absolutely. to win. I think Dalvin Cook changes not being not playing changes this game. We got some time, so let's do a really quick analysis of one more game that I think will be good. Washington football team going to Buffalo to play the Bills today. I've been on the Taylor Heineke train since that playoff game against the Bucks. I'm not changing that today. I think he's a serviceable quarterback, and I think Washington's good. But I think the Bills are really going to continue to bounce back from that loss against the Steelers week one that shut out Miami last week. I think the Bills win this one at home. Pretty handily. I like Washington, but bu- Buffalo is a good football team. I'll, I'll go Buffalo. Let's go. Th- they won't score that much against, against Washington. I'll go 27-17 Buffalo. I'm going to go 27. Or no, not 27. I'm going to go like 28-24. to 24. Because I actually really like Washington's defense. I do too. I picked them to win the division at the start of the year, and I still think that. But that loss... That loss um, against the Chargers week one was costly. I, th- I really thought they were going to win that game. So let's talk about a game that my co-host Harrison Vatnick is at. The Patriots. The, the Saints going to New England. The, New Saints, England. the Saints were the storyline of week one. They blew out Green Bay in a j- game in Jacksonville. The Patriots, I think, should have won week one against the Dolphins, and I was really surprised that they didn't. They bounced back nicely last week against the Jets. Belichick has his ways with QBs sometimes, with other other opposing QBs, and I think it's much of the same today against Jameis Winston. Well, what do you say? I agree. I think they. I I like Jameis, but I don't think they're going to win in in New England. I think I think Harrison's just going to bring some good luck there. I, I honestly, I think Harrison's just going to bring the magic there. You're right. The, the Patriots. Harrison must start your Sunday for this. The Patriots are not losing this game. I'll go Patriots in a low-scoring affair, 17-13 New England. That's a fair pick. Like this, this it's could be, this could be New England score. Like this could be New Orleans scores late, and, and 
the score's closer than it looks. Like maybe 21-17, 21-16. Yeah, those, these are two good def- defenses. The Saints' defense, despite who they lost, still g- good defense. They have questions in their secondary, but I'm not sure Mac Jones is ready to expose that yet. Um, Let's go one more analysis on Bears-Browns before we give... give Justin Fields. Justin Fields' debut in the state he played college football. Bears visiting the Browns, who we figured out are pretty much a top three, four team in the league this year. Do, do the Bears and Justin Fields have what it takes to even keep this game close? Well, Sean Gibson's out with an injury, so the Bears' already awful secondary is Gets going weaker. to... Yikes. I mean, they'll probably lose, but all, all, I, all I'm looking for in this game for the Bears is Justin Fields. Yep, it's his It's his game. The secondary has been atrocious. The Bears win, win last week against the Bengals in a game I thought they were going to win. I don't think this Bears team is bad? necessarily bad like some people thought they were. It's just not good but so far. But their schedule is really hard, and they we'll see. Justin Fields is a rookie playing his first game against a really good Browns defensive front. Yeah, Matt Nagy is not a good coach. So, so. I, I texted my friend earlier this week that I'm going to fly to Cleveland and go in there at offensive tackle if Miles Garrett touches my quarterback. I, I respect it. Let's so, do it. I'll, I'll come with you. So, um, okay. just real quick before we give some other winners for the rest of the games this weekend, some early game inactives actives from Adam Schefter. DeAndre Hopkins officially active for the Cardinals today. T. Higgins was listed as doubtful now, inactive for the Bengals against Pittsburgh today. Joey Bosa will play against Kansas City. That could be huge. Um, some other news. Andy Dalton apparently could miss additional time because of the knee injury. Ugh, it so, stinks for him. Yeah, it, do, it does stink, but excited to see Justin Fields as every Bears fan. How about Lael Collins? Yeah, what a story that is. Lael Collins. Wow. So, I, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> never heard anything like this. For those of you that don't know, Lael Collins was suspended by the NFL this morning for trying to bribe the league's drug tester. So funny. Very strange. That very, very strange so story. And funny. a very on-brand thing for the Cowboys, if I do say so. Um, Let's go, other winners. Give me a winner, quick winner, Ravens-Lions. Oh, my gosh. He brought in an arbor- it was It was going to be two games, and it was now five games now. That's hilarious. That's so funny. That's hilarious. It's freaking hilarious, dude. All right. Other winners, Ravens-Lions. Oh, Ravens by far. Yeah. I, I, think, even, it's gonna be like I think people, people kind of underestimated the Ravens after their week. People make fun of the Lamar Jackson. I'm so tired of Lamar Jackson jokes. I am too. Not he's that, good, I did, not he's, that I'm He's innocent. a good quarterback. I made those jokes too, and I will admit, but I would, I'm wrong. Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback. He's not an amazing passer, but he doesn't need to be. Last week was the biggest win of his career. He doesn't need to be won, an And he's won a playoff game. He doesn't need to be an amazing passer. He can be a good passer, which he is a pretty solid passer. Two teams that struggled to open the season. The team that I think is the worst in the league this year, the Atlanta Falcons versus the New York Giants. Ooh. That may be a hot take. Uh, who 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 wins this one? Giants. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that one. Falcon Falcons are the worst team in the NFL this year. Um, it's it's close, but I think they've looked the worst of anyone so far, and that includes the Zach Wilson led Jets. Oh, he's terrible. Anyway, but now nah, uh, Bengals Steelers. Joe Burrow going to Pittsburgh in a rivalry game. The Steelers team, I think, is worse than last year, but Mike Tomlin's never had a season where he's been under 500. TJ Watt inactive. We knew this for the Steelers. Can the Bengals pull off the upside, Adam? Oh, they're they're beating them. Absolutely. Interesting. TJ Watt's out. Ben Roethlisberger isn't a good quarterback anymore. He's a noodle arm. 
I agree. I agree with you on Aaron that. I ben. think the Steelers do just enough to win. I think Najee Harris has a good game game today. I'll take the Steelers in a close close division game in Pittsburgh. Maybe the most surprising team in the NFL so far, a team that is not thought of to be well coached, but a team that looks the part as a contender. The Cardinals going to Jacksonville today to visit Trevor Lawrence. Oh, that'll be a destruction. Is this a Kyler Murray blowout? That's going to be a blowout. Kyler Murray solidifies his early MVP case. I'm in agreement with you there. The Jets is a 10.5-point dog visiting Denver. Zach Wilson's played in the mountains at BYU. But the Broncos have looked apart so far. Teddy Bridgewater has been one of the pleasant surprises, I'd say, in Denver in what was thought of to be a bad scheme offense. Denver wins this one easy today, Adam. Yeah. That that's undebatable. They're gonna they're gonna crush the Jets. Denver's looked Jets the par- Denver's looked the part so far. So far, their defense is outstanding. Patrick Sertan got his first interception. My pick to win Defensive Rookie of the Year got it. Had it, had the interception last week. Final game will go the to the Monday night game. Ugh. Philly visiting visiting the Cowboys in the division game. I hope Bulls lose. Just kidding. I like Jalen Hurts. So go. I, I have the Cowboys winning, but go Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Uh Cowboys close. I think. The Cowboys are a good, good team. I picked them as the final playoff team, I think, in the NFC. For me, I had them finishing 10-7, and 7, maybe 9-8. and 8. Still still think they'll finish around there. They were impressive last week in the Chargers. I'll take the Cowboys in a close division game. Um, We got about 10 mi- minutes left. We could cut it short a little. Let's go breakout players this week. Adam, you want to start with yours? I'm going to be biased and see Justin Fields, his first start. Let's go. Also, but no, I actually also take Kyle Pitts. He'll, might, he'll score his first touchdown today, and I'm also going to pick Justin Jackson because I know Austin Eckler is hurt. He's playing, but he's also hobbled. He's going to be a little less. He's going to be a le- little less relied on, and the Chiefs' run defense is terrible. Um, or their defense is just terrible. Like honestly. the like the reasoning behind that. Uh, I'm going to go KJ Hamler for the Broncos today. Ooh, I like I th- it. I think Teddy's been really good. They're missing Jerry Judy. Uh, they need someone to step step up. KJ Hamler's a speedy guy. I think they get the ball in space and he'll make some plays. I like going. I like going really underrated players I for, like for my breakout players. Last week we didn't do one. We did one. We did an unofficial one off air. And I picked Mike Williams and he had a good a good week. So hoping to now get the one on air to prove to you guys that I know what I'm talking about. So this is this is a, a segment to finish up that Adam's really not used to. Um. Four ra- rapid-fired qu- questions. We call it four downs. I'm going to start, Adam. You could do your second to finish off the show. Awesome. Um. All right, here we go. Four downs. First down, Justin Fields making his first NFL start in Cleveland. Kyle McCord for Fields' alma mater, Ohio State, yesterday threw two touchdowns. Does Fields match, beat, or not reach the two-touchdown mark today against the Browns? Is it total or uh, total touchdowns? or? We'll go passing touchdowns. Uh, I think he'll do it. He'll match it. Okay. You'll, you'll, you'll throw two? Yeah. All right, perfect. Second down. Two of the top receiver duos going head-to-head today. Who combines for more receiving yards, Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf, or Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen? Metcalf and uh, Lockett. All right, third down. Fresno State and QB Jake Hayner, who is going to be a sleeper NFL prospect, look, look to be a force in the Mountain West. Does former Fresno State quarterback himself, Derek Carr, throw for over or under 277.5 yards against the Dolphins today? Over. Like that, Dolphins are beat up at quarterback. Raiders are going to have the ball a lot. I like that pick. Fourth down, Wisconsin might be struggling to score, but their former players typically don't. How many rushing touchdowns combined today between their three good NFL running backs, Jonathan Taylor, James White, and Melvin Gordon? How many combined? Uh, four. 
interesting. That means what? That means one of them will score twice. Yes. Which I like. All right, Adam, you have your four four downs ready. All right, ready. Yep. All right. Do you think Justin Fields will score? Well, do you think how do, do you think Justin Fields will have at least three hundred passing yards today? No, he'll have under. Browns okay. defense is really good. Uh, do you think the the Wonder Boy Justin Herbert leads the Chargers to an upset win? I don't, but I think it'll be close, and F- Herbert will have a very good game despite that. Okay. What do you think of the divisional matchups this week? Chargers, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, Bengals, Steelers, Colts, Titans. Which one ends up being the most important one down the line? Uh, Colts, Titans, because I think that division will end up being really close. And then I'm two here for fourth down. Sorry, guys. Over, under, and five and a half. Over, under, setting it five and a half taunting penalties today and tomorrow. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm slightly. The NFL is really cr- cracking down on this. So stupid. That was your, was that your final one? Or no. Your, and okay. then the actual question. Which 2-0 team is most likely to go to 3-0 after today's games? Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Buccaneers, Broncos, or Raiders? A couple 2-0 teams with really weak matchups today, but I'm going to go the Cardinals in Jacksonville. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to just do whatever he wants in that game today. Also, watch out for the Broncos. They should They should win handily. That's going to do it for Start Your Sunday, the episode without Harrison Vapnik. Uh, I'm Jonathan Woodskin, alongside Adam Rosen. Adam, thanks for coming on today, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. This is KCU 88.1 FM. Thanks for tuning in.